This is the Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast as a service to the Nebraska Greats Foundation, which serves former collegiate athletes facing medical needs and financial challenges. Your tax-deductible contribution will change the life of a former college sports hero. Please give online at negreats.org. And now, here's your host, Ross Jerdstrom. You are listening to the Nebraska Greats, a podcast produced by the Nebraska Greats Foundation, which serves collegiate athletes facing a medical need and a financial challenge. Learn more or give generously at www.nebraskagreats.org. And with me today is one of the great Nebraska baseball players, had a great collegiate career, and then went out of the major leagues and had an outstanding career, Brian Dunsing. Brian, welcome to the Nebraska Greats Foundation podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Brian, let's go back. You you started your career right here in Omaha at Millard South High School. And uh, how did that prepare you to go to Nebraska? Uh, you know, it uh, it got me doing things the correct way. It, it taught me how to do a little extra, how to be the first one at the ballpark, last one to leave. Um, you know, I got I got some great uh, tutelage, I guess, you uh, if, if you could say that, from uh, Coach Trevor Long and Coach Greg Geary, who uh, – they just won their first state championship in 41 years, which is super exciting. Uh, super happy for Greg, but you know this kind of taught me how to do things the right way and and go about your business and uh, how to be a good teammate. Well, you go down to Nebraska after you graduate from Millard South, and that was really the years when Nebraska really dominated uh, baseball in the Big 12 Conference. Talk about what that was like going in there with Dave Van Horn's team. Uh, you know, I, I was not prepared for that part. Um, you know, that Nebraska team was something else. Uh, the four years I was there was something else. Uh, I don't think, um, I don't think the university of, of Nebraska was prepared for, for the baseball team to be that good where we're selling out Tuesday night games, uh, you know, midweek games, just 8,500 people everywhere. Um, but you know, Van Horn started a culture where you know it's it's we're gonna win, we're gonna do it with local talent, and we're gonna work hard, we're gonna play hard, and give everything we got, everything we got, and and we're gonna win. And uh, you know, those four years we're down there, it was it was something else. Um, a lot of fun. I learned a lot about how to pitch. You know, from Coach Childress, he taught me a lot of stuff of how to throw a slider, when to you know when to throw certain pitches here and there, and. And then even that 2005 team, which I think might be the greatest team ever out of the University of Nebraska, um, that was one of those teams where we legitimately thought every time we took the field, we were going to win. And if we lost, it was kind of like a mind blow. But um, just those four years, I mean, the the, the fans, the crowd, um, you know, College World Series, the regional, Super Regionals, all that stuff. I mean, that it just seems like the other day, but <laughs> it, it was a long time ago. But uh, it, uh, it's just it's great. It was so it was so awesome. Well, I don't think a lot of people realize about your career. It could have ended maybe uh, in 2003 when you had elbow surgery and you did not play the entire 2004 season. What was that like for you? It was tough, uh, a little scary, but at the same time, uh, you know, Nebraska is really good with having a support group and having, um, I think, the knowledge of, you know, our trainers um, you know, that's when I was, uh, dating my now wife. Uh, so she was a big part of it too, but, uh, yeah, we didn't know what to expect. You know, back then Tommy John surgery was still kind of new. 
uh, in the new phases. So when I first originally tore it my sophomore year, they asked me to rehab it um, and not have surgery. Uh, they said I wouldn't be throwing as hard, but that's just something I have to deal with. And then about a year to the date, uh, I was starting to bullpen inside uh, and it and went again. And so we went and had surgery and uh, we didn't know yet. We still didn't know how it was going to work. But then a year, to, almost a year to that date, um, I started, a, uh, I think, the third or fourth game. We were at Hawaii Hilo uh, to start the season and uh, everything was good. Everything was good to go. The hardest part about surgery that people don't talk about is the mental aspect. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they say once you come out of surgery, in all technicality, it's healed. You know, it's healthy, but uh, you got like the, you know, the scar heal and stuff like that. But mentally letting it go, trusting that it was okay was probably the hardest part. Well, you your senior year or 2005, you have a great season. You're 8 0. Nebraska goes to the College World Series. And I can remember back, it was Father's Day. And uh, I talked to your dad before the game, and you were the starting pitcher at Rosenblatt Stadium uh, on a Sunday afternoon. What do you remember about that day at Rosenblatt Stadium? Uh, I remember I remember being loud. I remember being incredibly anxious. Um, I was out doing the bullpen – or bullpen. I was doing the batting practice bucket uh, with another freshman – and the fans outside of the stadium started doing the Husker power chant, but from like left field line to right field line and like the chills. I just remember having chills like the whole day. Um, I remember the first inning going well, and then it, it slowly, uh, it slowly went downhill. Uh, but it, it, it was, it was just a, like, a, I mean, a memorable moment, memorable day. And uh, yeah, the amount, the amount of adrenaline was, I mean, it was just intense. You know, you grow up uh, a baseball player in Omaha and you go to those College World Series games, but to play in the College World Series uh, at Rosenblatt is special for any kid who grew up in Omaha. How special was it for you? Oh, that was that was, that, that was something else. I, I tell I tell our kids about that a lot. Um, they don't know what's going on. You know, they don't they still don't, I think, understand what that was all about. But, yeah, I, I mean, I grew up. Dad taking me, you know, down to the College World Series, sitting GA uh, back when they just had the billboards in the outfield, you know, and and seeing homers go in between the signs. And uh, I mean, growing up watching those games, yeah, I wanted to play baseball and, and all that kind of stuff. I never thought I'd actually play in the College World Series. I didn't even know if it was necessarily a goal for mine, uh, for me. But yeah, as you start getting older, you start playing high school ball, you kind of start realizing you have an opportunity, uh, you know, and then obviously to get uh, you know, sign with the university of Nebraska and go down there. And now you're starting to like, man, this is like a legit dream that could happen. And, uh, and then when it does, I mean, that dog pile to go to Omaha was one of the greatest things I'll, I'll ever remember. And then actually playing in Omaha, it's, it's something special. Not a lot of people get to do it. And, uh, to be able to say that I was able to do it the twice, actually be able to do it twice was, I mean, yeah, I'll never forget it. Okay, there. One other memory from your college career was the Big Twelve tournament down in Oklahoma City, and you had the the big day on the mound uh, for the championship. And you talk about a dog pile. That was one of the big ones. Uh, uh, just your memory of that. Well, I I remember I wasn't supposed to go that long in the game. I talked with uh, Coach Childress. I was going like I think on three days rest, and uh, 
my bullpen session warm-up was horrendous. I mean, I, 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 I'm talking missing the catcher horrendous. Uh, and he, he stopped me midway and said, why don't you take your breath? What's going on through your head? I, said, I just looked at him and said, I'm not complaining, but I'm tired. And that was before the game even started. Uh, and I just remember thinking, just, just give the guys a chance, try and get through like three or four, you know, see what happens. And then something clicked. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. It, like we just started cruising and it was, I remember it was, I think we won one, nothing. Right. Um, yeah. and I just remember thinking I didn't want to be taken out of the game. I was like, I'm not tired at all. Uh, and once, once I did get pulled and they brought in Brett Jensen, uh, that it kind of, I sit on the, sitting on the dugout bench. I could feel it. I was like, wow, I, I was exhausted, but I just remember super, being super nervous when, when Jensen was in a throwing because we were up one, nothing. And I just, I didn't know what to expect going into the game and for it to be turning out that way. I just remember being incredibly nervous. And when he got that last out, I just, I remember erupting. Yeah, it was just, it was great. Well, you caught the attention of the Minnesota twins. Uh, You decide to turn pro and they pick you in the third round and um, you're working in those minor leagues, but during your time in the minor leagues, you were selected to play for the United States Olympic baseball team and you go to Beijing and win the gold medal. Uh, The experience of international baseball and going to the Olympics, uh, especially in China, had to be an experience you couldn't couldn't forget. What was it like? (laughs) Uh, That was was another one of those moments where I I couldn't believe it was happening. You know, I I played with uh, Team USA in 07 and a World Cup team and threw really well. Uh, 2008 I was having I was having a bad year uh, in AAA Rochester, New York, with the Twins, and so to even get invited to go to the Olympics was kind of a surprise. Um, obviously, I accepted, but I just remember thinking, you know, we landed in Beijing, and it was a 14-hour flight straight over the North Pole. Um, and I remember the pilot. The one thing I remember about the flight was the pilot came on and said, "Hey, for any of those, any of those athletes out here that are awake." If you look out the right side of the airplane, that is the North Pole. <laughs> and I, I remember thinking, like looking down, thinking, wow, that's amazing. It's the North Pole. And then two, immediately thinking, please don't go down because we're <laughs> freezing. freezing. So like a little bit of a panic attack. But um, you know, the Olympics, the Olympic village was I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I had zero expectations for the Olympics. Um, but we get to, you know, we go through all the customs, we go through, you know, the the security gates of the Olympic village. They're escorting us to our building. Um, I think our, I think United States and maybe China were the only two countries that had two like dorm buildings, but every country member had their flag, like a ginormous flag hanging up and ours didn't. And we didn't know why. And then it came out like they were worried about somebody doing something to our building. Uh, so then after the Olympics started, they finally put the American flag on the building. But uh, I just remember walking around like all the, you know, the whole complex and just seeing like all these amazing athletes. And then this is going to sound really dumb, but seeing countries I didn't know existed, uh, just like walk around like these phenomenal athletes in unbelievable shape and just thinking, I don't, I don't belong here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a kid here. We don't have this physique. Um, but, and, and I remember also the first day we were there, like a bunch of guys want to go to workout in. So we walked to like the gym in the Olympic village and we walked in and there was, I'm pretty sure she was a shot putter from, again, some country I don't know. 
And she was just throwing around weight that I had no business even looking at. And I walked in and turned around and walked right back out and uh, went back to the, went back to the dorm room. But uh, you know, the, the, the amount of talent was great. Um, a lot of fans actually for the baseball games. And uh, it was just, it was off, it was off the site. So we had to always travel, but it was just to win a bronze medal. And, and I think we beat Japan. I'm pretty sure we beat Japan to get it. It was just, again, like once I got to the Olympics, I'm like, this is great. I wanted to win a medal. I didn't really expect to, because I didn't want to put my expectations too high, but then actually be on the podium and have them wrap a, you know, a medal around your neck representing your country is, <laughs> I never thought it ever happen. Uh, and then that, that feeling too, is just amount, the amount of pride was, was high. Well, the next year you joined the Minnesota Twins. You make your first uh, start in the major leagues. I looked it up, July 29th, 2009, your first start on the mound. Uh, you've made it to the big leagues. And this had to be just a, a great goal of yours to finally make it to the big show and talk about that jump to the major leagues. It's, uh, it's a big jump. Uh, you know, there's, they're not joking. Like the amount of talent up there is, is unreal. They're, everyone is good. You know, you, as you, as you play high school and college, you know, some teams have like what they call like the designated out or a couple guys, you know, you can get away with some mistakes. Um, even through the minors, you have a few guys like that, but once you get to the big leagues, there's, there's no one like that on any roster. So the jump was big, very large jump, but, uh, it, again, I think I've said it a few times, I remember thinking like, what is going on? Like what is happening right now? How is this happening? I, I know I put in a lot of work, but I put in a lot of work to like, cause I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the process. I enjoyed trying to, you know, get the mechanics just right. I enjoyed the process of, of figuring out a hitter's swing or a stance or whatever it may be, the chess match. I enjoyed that part. I never thought like I'd get to that level. I mean, I wanted to, but I didn't think it would happen. And uh, so the, I, again, the adrenaline, not being able to feel your legs. Um, really not being able to feel your arm, uh, you know, the deep breaths. I remember that first, my, my rookie year 09, every single time I took the mound, I don't think I took a true breath until I got the first guy out. Um, and I could feel myself kind of calm down, but it was just, uh, it was surreal. You know, uh, you know, when they had fans in the stands, obviously, uh, gosh, I just, you feed off that stuff and it's, it's so much fun. You know, you you played with uh, three major league teams, and you played with the Cubs. And uh, just tell me about your experience through the major leagues when you, you almost ten years that you played there. Uh, just the experience of uh, playing in the major leagues against some guys that are going to be Hall of Famers that you go up against. Is is there one particular batter or that you remember? Uh, I remember being terrified of Miguel uh, Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> being absolutely uh still am uh there have been multiple times where i i faced him and pretty sure i had him fooled um and he still hit a homer i mean the, the guy was incredibly strong uh i remember facing you know alex gordon a lot early in my career i had his number but he kind of he kind of evened it out there towards the end but I, I always enjoyed that matchup um and i remember facing aj Przinski as my first major league hitter um, I got him to ground out to, th uh, to first base in Chicago. He's with the White Sox at the time. Um, but those are like the, the, the hitters I remember the most. Um, you know, I, 
when things were going poorly towards the end of my career, I, I, I was just a little unhealthy. I remember giving him a grand slam. I don't know the guy's name to a pitcher in Cincinnati. So I'll never forget that. That was awesome. Uh, that was probably one of my worst days ever, but um, yeah, I just, Miguel Cabrera, I think, I think I faced him second most uh, to Alex Gordon actually in my career. Um, but he was one I, I was very much fearful of. You know, you look back at the that 2005 class of Nebraska, you, Jabba Chamberlain, Alex Gordon, all were in the major leagues, most, and you were playing in the American League. Uh, you look at that, the, that trio, that really shows you how good that Nebraska team was, that all of you were in the major leagues at the same time. What was that like? Oh, I, well, first of all, it's great to always see them. You know, if we go to New York or they come to Minnesota or whatever, or Kansas City, vice versa. Obviously, I saw Alex a lot more being in the same division, but um, it's always good to see him. But I think, yeah, I think you're I think you're right. I think it shows how good that 05 team was. And then even go a little bit farther. I mean, you got Tony Watson there that's still pitching the big leagues, was on that team. Um, a lot of guys got drafted and played pro ball, which is not easy to do. Um, I think we were 57 and 14 that year in 05. Um, something just ridiculous but um a lot of good talent i think in all honesty i think it shows how good the, the coaching staff was too to be able to get us to that next level um but uh, yeah i mean I, I don't i don't think you see that very often it was, it was a good team yeah talking about the coaching staff nebraska's current head coach will bolt has won the big 10 championship you knew him as a player and as a grad assistant did you see coaching in his blood when you were there on the team that someday he might be the type of coach that he is a championship coach? Uh, hundred, yeah, hundred percent. Actually, now you say that, um, I remember my freshman year, he was a senior playing third base. Terrified. <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> to make him mad. You know, like, uh, you know, grad assistant, terrified to make him mad. Uh, just, just didn't want to be the guy that, that, you know, messed up. So, and I'm not saying like that he did it on purpose, but I think, you know, coming from a coaching standpoint, he, he expects your best and he's going to give you the best that he has every single day, wants to win, is going to compete. And I think he's brought that now to Nebraska. Those guys compete. You know, I've watched as many games as I can listen to some on the, on the radio. It's just, he has them ready to go. They're ready to play every out, every inning. Uh, and that's why they are in the spot that they're at. You know, I just, he knows what he's doing. He's had the experience, and and he's going to get that culture back, I think, where it needs to be. Yeah, what do you like about that Nebraska baseball team? Uh, we're talking in early June before the regionals, but uh, what, do you, what do you like about this uh, 2021 Nebraska baseball team, or, and are there any similarities to those teams you played for? Uh, you can. I think it's one of the few teams you can see the grit. You can see them doing everything they can to get the job done. And what I like about this team is when maybe the guy that's supposed to get it done can't quite do it, the job, the next guy picks him up. And, you know, that's, that's a sign of a good team. Everybody's pulling their weight. Everyone's coming up with a big moment sometime. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that Schwellenbach guy. I mean, he's a, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, um, but they got some great players. They got some, some good bats. They have some good arms and, you know, I mean, the great thing about this game about baseball is you never know. You know, uh, I know they're going down to Arkansas. Um, you know, if they take care of business, they got an opportunity. Arkansas is great. 
great team. Uh, seen them play a few times too. And, and Van Horn's got them going in the right direction too. But um, again, anything, anything can happen, but I, I think if they compete the way they have been uh, with the determination and the grit, like I said, they have a legitimate chance to go a long ways. You know, uh, Brian, every, every former Husker I talk to, uh, they talk about the Husker fans and the support they had when they were there. And you look at uh, the last regular season game, they set a, a record for their biggest Big Ten crowd. What do, do you still run into Nebraska fans who say, talk to you or what's that like? And what did that mean to play in front of them? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll run into fans quite often. They always ask, they always say, I thought you were taller. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I always tell them, you know, I am on a mound. Uh, I'm, I'm standing on a pile of dirt out there, but uh, you know, I run into them all the time and a lot of them say like that 05 team was unbelievable. You know, that, that 05 team is great, which is also, it's, it's great to hear because we were, we were really good. Um, I would like, I would like the, this, this team for the next few years in Nebraska baseball to, to be that next team. I like to see them get to that, at least get to Omaha, put on a show, but um, I mean, the fan sports ridiculous, you know, it really is. I mean, everyone always talks about all Nebraska sports and like their fan base. It, it's something else. I mean, you know, even going like, I mean, Nebraska volleyball, you know, how many schools in this country have the the fan base of, of volleyball like we do, or like baseball again, like you're, you know, they're showing once fans go in the, once they let fans back in the stands, I mean, they're selling out, you know, I mean, it's people enjoy Nebraska sports and, it's great. It helps, it helps the athletes. It helps the students to, you know, help, helps them bring it every day and, and helps them play well. And, you know, there's a reason that you have home home field advantage. And when you have crowds like that, and it's, it's just, it's, it makes it so much more fun. Well, Brian, just update us on where you are right now and uh, what are you doing? And I know you're, you're really proud of your uh, high school winning their first state championship in, in 40 years. So just kind of tell me what uh, what's up with you right now. Right now, I'm parenting. Got four kids. <laughs> uh, oldest is nine. Youngest is three. Um, think we went nine years without any injuries, and then the last two months, we've had a broken tibia and a broken arm by uh, one by the youngest boy and one by the oldest boy. So, uh, trying to keep things under control uh, with that. Trying to get my golf game in order. It's not going as as well as I'd planned. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we, we support, uh, Millard South. We, we sponsor the Legion team, uh, have for a few years now. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, just being a dad, I guess, you know, mowing the yard. You gotta be thrilled though, that Greg Gary won his, won his state championship. He's been so close the last few years, but to see him win that, uh, title and that trophy had to be gratifying for you since you sponsor the Legion team. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I had the four kids by myself. Wife was out of town uh, on that last day and they won the first game. And then I, I loaded up the kids. We were going to drive down to Haymarket and I had to stop and get gas. And by the time I got gas, like the top half of the inning was over. And so I had, I had whip around. I listened to it on the radio. I've never been so excited for Miller South baseball than I was that night. Super proud of, of, of Greg and the boys. Like you said, he's been close a lot. Um, second place a lot. So I know it was kind of starting to weigh on him a little bit. Uh, the fact that he got, that he got it done was, it was just, I was super excited for all of them. Super, pr- super proud of, of, of Greg and his family. Um, I've known Greg for a long time. I mean, his daughter, Maddie was our flower girl in our wedding. Um, super close friends. So incredibly excited for him. 
Okay. Well, uh, Brian, thanks a lot. Uh, just to let everyone know, this podcast is produced by the Nebraska Greats Foundation. If you know of a former collegiate athlete from any of the 16 four-year colleges or universities in Nebraska who has a medical need and a financial challenge, uh, please refer them to www.negreats.org and they'll try to help you out. Again, our guest today on the Nebraska Greats Foundation podcast is Brian Dunsing, former Husker, former major leaguer. Brian, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Ravi. I appreciate it. Okay, that's Brian Dunsing. We'll see you next time on the Nebraska Greats Foundation podcast. This has been Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast serving the Nebraska Greats Foundation. You can find each episode on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please give generously to serve Nebraska's former sports heroes in need at anygreats.org. And be sure to follow the Any Greats on Facebook and Twitter.